Yeah, you're on. Yeah, you're on. Oh, I can hear myself too. I better turn it down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hello, Barb. Barbie. Hi, Hi Devin. I'm doing okay. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Good, fine, lovely. Ah. <laughs> uh, so. Every time I say that, I think of you. Really? What? You you got it from me, or you just because you say it, and I said something? <laughs> yeah, because you say it, and I said something too. Do I say it? I started saying it because you were saying it. <laughs> <laughs> I started saying it because my daughter said it. Oh yeah, it's good, fun, lovely. Ah, <laughs> uh, we're getting okay. lots of little hearts and a rose. Uh -huh. Thank you, DK Love. I want to call her Clove. Clove. Hey, that works, yeah. doesn't it? Hello. Hey, your daughter got married, didn't she? Did she? Or not yet? No, she's October 1st. Oh, yeah? I had lunch with my cousin, George Cooper. He's a Christian. He used to, he's a converted Catholic, and uh, he's a practicing Whoa. Christian now, and was born again and all this stuff. And he's the only surviving cousin I have. All the rest of them kind of died of overdoses <laughs> anyhow yeah, they did do that dying off thing yeah uh, well I got in this state anyways the, yeah. I never knew anybody else so he was explaining to me how he listens to this one prophet and the prophet is saying that after the eclipse there's going to be some huge happening thing and what eclipse uh, there's a there's a solar eclipse in October or no wait September twenty third maybe. <laughs> a lot of people are saying that that's when officially the something about the sun goes through Virgo and it's supposed to be the the sign of Christ being born again. That's funny. This other guy I was talking to, he's saying that Jesus is literally going to be reincarnated at that time <laughs> and it's all just fun mm. really it would it'd be me but no. <laughs> <laughs> me doing my thing whatever that is it's just gonna happen mm. maybe you'll be the first disciple yeah or I the eleven. wasn't Paul really he would Paul the just Paul who used to be Saul who Never met Jesus in person, I think, that's the story goes, was older than the disciples. Okay. But he would claim to be the disciple of him already? Is mm. that what you're saying? I know John well, the Baptist did. Before mm -hmm. Jesus came, he knew he was coming and he was trying to make way for him. But who knows? Who knows what's oh, going to happen? Lots of definitions. I'm sure we'll be out there. People assuming things. Just like people actually assume Jesus is the devil, too. So, you know, there's a lot of different ideas. We got to have all, all the perspectives. Mm. 
the ego likes the choice. Yeah, I gotta make it look like options. Yeah. <laughs> so, without, so Lynn without, is without, saying, without options is you know no free will. Okay, go ahead. Mm -hmm. What's Lynn saying? Oh, uh, yes, she's saying it will trigger the shift. And 2017 is the shift, and 2018 is the big ascension. Well, I mean, guys, didn't the world end in 2012? What are we doing here? <laughs> or when in the year 2000, too, I remember. <laughs> and, and the year 1987 as well. <laughs> hmm. I don't remember that one, but... That was the hollow convergence of the lining up of planets that was such a big thing. That it was the end of the world. <laughs> we have such a vivid imagination. It's so fun. <laughs> Don't we? Well, we were, we were created to create the beautiful and the good. Yeah. And the lovely. <laughs> it's, it's fun to, you know... To make a big deal out of things, just, yeah, oh, what if this happens and this? And, you know, it's just emotional involvement. It's beautiful, really. But as far as the actual dates and numbers, like 2012, you know, that, that, was, that was good, too. I mean, it was literally the day of my death experience was, was December 10th. 2012 <laughs> so I'll <tell> you what, what <laughs> you know everything was a little different after that so I know this is a, actually a whole nother universe kind of died whole nother thing happening now I love spirit so much and the gifts for instance your death experience and how just recently I had a dream. The dream was where I was with three people. And it turned out to be Kevin's sister and, and his brother. Only his brother didn't look like he was a short Batman. And in real life, he's very thin. <laughs> so maybe there's a short Batman living inside him. And you can and, recognize him when he's so different. We were, we were, we held our hands up and we were like in a semicircle and we were praying. And it just felt so good. <laughs> and we were getting ready to go to a meeting of some sort. And then I looked over and there's my friend standing there, Lise, who's, she's the number one and, you know, number one's Wow, they don't sit still very long. Um, and she was saying, no, she couldn't go to the meeting because her toe, and her shoe on her toe was frayed. And so that was her excuse. She's like, oh, she was very obsessed about <laughs> her toe and her shoe was frayed. And, you know, oh, I can't go. No one can see me with my shoe frayed and toe especially before God. And then I, and so then I woke up and I remembered the feeling of 
just elation being in the dream and loving it so much. And then I remembered my friend. And so then I applied it to myself. Okay, so where am I not letting myself go to service or letting myself go to God because of my appearance or my toe or and so then I looked it up in Louise hey what does it mean with toes and uh, it was I was looking for the book it's something about how I'm uh, I'm letting the minor details get in my way and then the remedy or the affirmation is the minor details of the future will take care of themselves and so what a beautiful message to give me because it's like the Holy Spirit always knows my higher self, the Christ mind within me that is me, the truth of me, know, always knows what I'm working on, what I need, and I will be shown. Yeah. And... Not the fear of taking the steps you need and, you know, to move forward, to make that movement in your life, to make that decision that seems drastic. It's not very big. It's actually just a small little thing. And it's not really made by anybody else. It's you, you know. You're responsible, right? Mm -hmm. And all things are working for the good, for the betterment. Yeah, so you have nothing to worry about. It's all taken care of. Little by little, step by step, all exactly in order. And it was a good thing that my phone didn't work and that I got locked out of it last week. And mm -hmm. I got all the experiences that I went through. And I was looking at it like that too. Like, how is this working for me? And it really was. It's stepping away from the world. When I can step away from the world, I have clarity. one thing about meditation and in, is about going in you know escaping a little bit from the world stop getting distracted for a minute and just just focus on you know the spirit that's there all the time we like to go into meditation for inspiration but that inspiration is there all the time and that guidance is there all the time it's really we silence the other stuff that's distracting us or keeping us from it and then it simply becomes a, we become aware of its presence of its words and its guidance
getting some fuzz going on. Interesting how I'm reading in chapter three because that was what I was. I felt guided to do. I looked up the. Are there hierarchies of illusions? And just how we. I think that one illusion is greater than another. Are you talking about a, like an individual within it? Mm, well, no, the idea that well, I guess it started to come up because of the idea of creating versus making. And that's what we were working on in the way of mastery in my group that I am in. And, and so I was working with, well, what is that idea, making versus creating? And then I was explaining it to a friend of mine who doesn't do the course and is skeptical about God and you know, the whole religious. And so I was explaining how to me, which is great, right? Because we always ask ourselves those things. And so the creating versus making, I make a cake because I have a recipe, right? So it's pretty rote and it's rudimentary, maybe? Routine versus when I go to create a piece of art, then I feel like I'm co-joining the spirit to try and evoke <laughs> a feeling to come out manifest in the world. But both are true, right? Because I'm always joining with spirit, my higher self, because that is what I am. Maybe it has to do with intention. Yeah, the in entire properties of all the universe change just a little bit um, when you, depending on what dimensional focus you're talking about. So, like, depending on what level we're talking about when we get into this idea of level confusion. But it only seems possible of hierarchy of illusions, for an example, is when you you actually think that that the <laughs> the the changing in the movement is separation and has separation. Like you kind of bringing up that question, it kind of dawned on my mind. I realized Oh no, I don't think of the universe anymore as as not just separate things, but one big thing with a big costume on. Like it's just one costume, one illusion, and uh, it has its m many different little parts to the costume, but it's all just one co one thing wearing one costume, and say saying be be God. And it's just kind of a playing a game out, playing and showing one experience. 
So as you asked that question, it just dawned on my mind that, you know, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, people used to think of people as individuals and <laughs> people still do, I don't know, and, and, you know, that they all do different things and some have more God in them or awareness of God in them than others. And to me, it's all literally... You know, just one thing and and you can evoke or bring out God in anyone and everyone you know as easily as anyone else mm. mm -hmm. so this whole idea of making and creating and what the difference is is when you think you're capable of doing something at all anything at all really because the whole costume, the whole God thing that has the costume is kind of already set, but his his expression of whatever it could come out to be, whatever it could be, you know, how, whatever it could look like, is really just simply up to it, and and that goes into the dimensional focus again. So. If you if we do break down the ten dimensions, it's a little easy to see that there is still a difference between God and the Son of God. But then, once you come to that real expression of what is God, you know, no longer is there a difference. You know, there's there's no longer one creating and one making and one experiencing, but. While we're on that journey of, of attempting to realize and going through this, the spiritual aspect of the universe, then it was also feel like there's some hierarchy of, of illusionary ideas, even this idea of God, and because there is quite literally a, an order to that creation where it comes from. And that's why Jesus would just call on, I mean, not that there needs to be a why, because that everything is going to already be. It's already, what I hear you saying, it's already done. That And same with the details. Like, don't worry about the minor details. Everything is taking care of itself. I'm just learning to swim. Yeah, that's true. Now, you said Jesus would call. He would call the disciples. There is no, because we all have free will, there's no persuading anybody. And I was like, I wouldn't want to try and persuade them because then that will make them defensive. And I know in my defenselessness, my safety lies, so I don't need to defend any of the material that I'm learning or the ideas that I'm trying to get across. The quiet mind is the thing that will receive. And so the, I, if I could share the quiet mind as Jesus was doing, then the disciples or those who have he ears to hear will naturally want to join 
with him. I was just thinking about how I heard a story of Jesus being with a very wealthy man. And the wealthy man chose to keep his wealth and not go with Jesus. Yeah. And so what about that? Well, just holding on to the world versus letting it all go. Yeah. And where am I like that? So where am I holding on to the world? Even I hold on to the idea that I could possibly create separately and that those creations are my individual yeah. creation when that's not true. Like, see how you're capable of identifying with the story and and the use of it and trying to question, you know, where do I hold on keeping me from coming to the truth? And in the story, that that guy uh, isn't doing that. He's, he's not seeing it that way. But uh, at the same time, how and who <laughs> or what... It gave him the motivation to stay with the money, keep the money and not go with Jesus. And as much as it was a, a question to come with Jesus, and, and we think he actually made a decision, a choice for that financial situation instead, um, it, you know, what made that decision in him? Like, so this, it's ideal for this mm. dimensional perspective that he made the decision because it looked like you know there's a point of where he's at and then various directions in which he could go so he has free will but if we went into a dimension previous to him no longer does he have free will because it's all being done through him like he's a conduit of the experience and expression of free will that's what, you know, we are each and every day. But as we're on this dimensional perspective, quite literally where our mind is set to be focused on, you know, we've been designed to make a decision by hearing stories or whatever. You know, some of us have been designed with the eyes to see as you have been designed with the, the mind to think or to understand that story in a certain fashion. Some people wouldn't even grasp onto that story and think of a question such as, how can I apply that to myself? And where is it that I hold you know, to keeping me from the truth? And some people aren't even looking for that. They're not designed to comprehend it in that same fashion. And that's the purpose of this third dimensional, fourth dimensional perspective is to have the seeming opposition is only to establish that possibility of going different directions and having different understandings, having different opinions. It's, a, it's simply a moment in sudden time or sudden eternity of an opportunity to feel like we're separate, to feel like we have free will and it's it's really beautiful it's it's like let's say you throw a rock in a river or a, a still pond 
Now, each time, this ripple just moves out of, from the water, but each time it's a little different. It's the same movement, but it's a whole nother experience every time that ripple moves out. And you, so you can see that that evolves into something else, becomes something else. Some of them are bigger, some of them are smaller, and you know, some of them have people running on them. <laughs> and it's just kind of like that with the whole big bang of experience that this life as we see now is only a temporary state of this the total illusion of all of this experience but it really is with illusions it is quite literally the only thing that we can be doing at all <laughs> in reality there's only illusions that can be seemingly done. And so we kind of just shake things up, we, we move things around, and that makes us interference patterns of illusions and a holographic experience. So the time frame, as long as, as we like to look at it and see that it's happening, or how long is it gonna happen, it's like the, the time in between heartbeats of the universe. You know, there's this happening. This is called human experience, human life, physical life. And when that heartbeat finishes and goes to another heartbeat, a whole nother experience will be available. So time is not even a factor to even apply. And I was in an experience just as you were explaining all that, how I, I try and hold on to something or if I want things to go a certain way, how can I make myself more comfortable? And how all that is just illusion. So then I'm I'm more willing to see the miracle instead of trying to create or make the miracle happen myself in the way that I would direct it, the ego self. Oh, what I think, because then if I'm doing that, then I'm blocking all the um, energy, the force of what wonderful things could be. You know, I'm, I'm resisting all the good, all the beautifulness that spirit has in store for me. So I just need, it feels like I could be in that place where I remember the dream that I was having and that feeling of being in prayer and joining with my friends. And hmm. I remember that. And so when I start to get worried or try to make myself feel better, make yourself feel better, um, uh. then it. I remember the dream and that is the thing that really helps me to feel better not all the stuff in the dream but that feeling yeah and not I, to let go 
Yeah, it's like a, the ability to identify with something else is about reality. And that opens up the gateway to recognizing that you're only with God. You've always been with God. It's only one relationship with God. Nothing else, it's not separately happening. Like, you know, you have a world of illusions, of illusionary people, and you can have a relationship with one of them or two of them, and and you have a daughter or whatever. And then you only, and then you go into prayer and have a relationship with God. And it's like if you draw in all that on the whiteboard, it's often a misunderstanding that, you know, we think the illusionary people don't exist. And so we wipe them off of the board and we say only this part over here that's God exists. But it's a misunderstanding because the entirety of every relationship and every person and everything that you've been doing and seeing has always been God, but not the illusionary perspective of it. Like, I look at this cup, I'm not actually looking at a cup. The cup idea is the illusion, but I'm actually looking at God. So it's often another misunderstanding. Everybody says, oh, God is everything. And, and we say, oh, this cup is God. And that's even while that's true, it's a little misunderstanding again because there is no cup. There's only God. So it's like through everything. So if you want to break down the hierarchy of illusions, it has to be all the same. It quite literally has to be one thing. And it's your approach. You know, it's your approach. Do you know that you're talking to God, interacting with God? all the time because God knows it's interacting with you and as much as it says oh my beloved son I love you uh, you hear why'd you cut me off on the freeway <laughs> <laughs> you know or something uh, something completely distorted perspective of the recognition of this is God's love mm, I love you I, this is God's love and you hear you know, it seems like, oh, this this is more spiritual stuff saying I feel God's love. And this is less spiritual stuff saying, you know, you're, you're druggies and it's, it's not working for people and all this stuff. And it's the perspective that makes it different. You know, where, where the perspective looks at the two options for one and believes that it chooses between something. So it's no longer all God. Now it's just... I want to do this aspect of God and not this one. And we're quite literally determining and choosing through our habitual choices and everything of what kind of a world we want to live in. And A Course in Miracles is that inevitable decision that we must return to the truth, the recognition of the truth of God. As much as we think we're going to be finished with this soon, you know, it's simply it's going to be a little more intense uh, and more obvious when Pandora's box metaphor opens up again. And, you know, then it, everybody seems a little more separate and extreme uh, more than they were before. I mean, quite literally different species. Is, you know, the same thing as Babylon or not Babylon. Tower of Babel. All of a sudden, everybody's different language speaking and thinking, and they can't even, couldn't even communicate through signs and symbols 
because they translated and interpreted them, them differently. And it's it's like that. All of a sudden, there, there's going to be this change, which is a totally different story, but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> we can just experience it happening. Well, I would... Then, would you say that the dream that I had of the feeling so good with, in the prayer dream where I was elated, that's what... It, maybe it was for us to remind me that I'm, I can, I have that opportunity. I have that choice all the time. About moving forward. Feeling good. Or just feeling oh, yeah. good. Oh yeah. Oh, you want to get practical? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, that decision is, is kind of this embracing Instead of looking at, oh, I would rather do this because it's not as much effort as that. Um, or, I'd, you know, I'd rather do these things instead of the big thing. Like, usually we have this idea that something's harder than another thing or something's easier just by my skill uh, because I know what I'm doing in that. So I, I then try not to do it in a specific fashion. And really, I avoid the guidance to do it that way, believing that I'm weak or not able to do something that good. And, mm, and so we lack. put it through that filter of saying, oh, I'm just going to do, do it this way and try to come to the same goal. No, the point was to open up and be capable of doing anything, <laughs> not, not uh, trying to actually make the product or think of the <laughs> whatever it is. You know, it's not about the achieving of the object or, or whatever it is. And um, instead, it's about believing that you are capable of doing absolutely anything. It's the mind training, not so much what is being used to train. Wow, oh, that is so perfect. And with that knowing, that goes back to the idea that everything is put here or before me or my ideas, my thoughts about the world and what I'm experiencing is given as a gift to help further my awareness of myself as the Christ mind. And so it's not hard. I feel sometimes I have emotional blocks like, oh, why am I resisting doing this certain thing? Well, I have judgments around it, or I have a sense of lack in what you're saying. That that those are the things that are keeping me, and literally, yeah. I can do anything. And that is yeah. the creation, the creation of the thoughts. It's moving the thoughts out of the way, dropping the pebbles in, creating the ripples that will create movement to my further experience and my time that's what we came for yeah <laughs> wow and as I'm doing that I'll be given more opportunity for instance I went down to see my sister and then she started in on all this stuff and um, calling me a liar and blah, blah, blah. 
and I just I was able to hold my ground without getting upset this time mm -hmm. through the practice yeah what do you want to be real about the situation and you're as much as you know people want to say you're creating or making it's it's more deciding and naturally what happens is already there it's just quite literally the choosing between different universes and you're you're simply choosing a different timeline a different story a different different board uh, you can look at something and even other people would tell you no this person's being mean to you or this person's being and and then you see them being mean to you and and all this stuff and if you're making a deliberate decision to it, it's almost not even to not see that anymore it's you don't see that anymore you're making a deliberate decision to see only love and your the universe shifts and changes as as you do so and you become into this constant state of it will then become very apparent to you that you're choosing the world of in the universe of love over whatever other universe you saw you didn't necessarily see it and you don't necessarily remember the decision being made you just simply see a new world hmm. and that develops trust and faith when i have faith in love and myself as love and I'm able to go through those hard times or what I would judge as difficult situations emotional like tornadoes and really they're just a dust storm and pretty soon they're a gentle breeze when I'm developed developing the trust to, to experience them so, okay and my resistance grows weak yeah the mind training is the ability to make a different decision without relying on what you're doing like eventually maybe not or <clears throat> even what's happening because every yeah. you are everything you are that happening right yeah it's I not am. necessarily immediately, but eventually you'll be making the same decision from everything you're doing. So you think you're scooping ice cream, then you're making one decision, the same decision. You think you're pouring cereal, you're making the same decision. You think you're driving a car, you're making the same decision. It would seem like you're making a decision while you're on this path between driving and seeing love, uh, between fighting and seeing love and between pouring cereal and seeing love but even though those sound like the same decision it's now it's between one thing and one thing <laughs> like and that's oh, the illusion that's so is a totally one thing and love is totally one thing as well i understand i feel like i understand what you're saying in that Oh, I find myself sitting here talking to you about these things and or I'm, I find myself 
where am I? Where I'm wherever my consciousness of, of where love is. I'm just watching it all kind of go by. Oh, I'm in the car. I find myself in the car. Where do I really find myself? Being grateful for the experiences to be in a car with all the other brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. And I find myself being at my sister's house, you know, listening to her, being upset, that sort of thing. Wherever, where could I accuse myself of doing those same things? Holding the space for love. I think that's what it means. I find myself at this, going through these experiences. To be, what would Jesus do? That And that's what he would do. <laughs> so I'm starting a discussion about the Tao Te Ching. And I'm going to be going through the verses of that. And it's been kind of, I mean, it's going through this interpretation of the Tao being purpose and your purpose. It's your unique way, your purpose in life. And really, once you you can define that, then it's not your eternal purpose. And uh, so it's going through this whole shifting experience. And for some reason, I can't remember exactly what you said, but you just said something that brought up the whole idea of what I'm doing with the Tao Te Ching. And sometimes your words are hard to remember. Being in this well, moment, talk about thing. the essence. Yeah. What was it? What was the essence of it? The idea. Like, Maybe my was... idea was just that no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, is my only purpose here is salvation, right? Well, once you define it, it really is not the actual essence of that purpose. So it, it gets a little extreme, but it, it's because of the dimensional focus. You know, just like God, you try and define God, it's no longer God anymore. Like it doesn't fully grasp it, and it will never fully grasp it. But at, at this dimensional level, it is possible to say, you know, objects or doings, especially when your life is done oh the purpose of this guy's life was to do this thing and this have these children and do that and you can see that it's all happened and you look back on it and you're like oh yeah that was the purpose but uh, as far as you know the true self what was the purpose of coming to the world and living this guy's life you know and then it's a totally different subject it's like well (laughs) was there a purpose to it at all the hierarchy of illusions yeah. <laughs> so it's the kind of the point of coming from an eternal perspective and looking at, you know, we think of these mundane things as, as big, important things. But to this eternal perspective, this is just, this isn't even small enough to to pay attention to. This isn't even a hiccup in, in eternity. <laughs> to worry about and the amount of of movement that the world and this illusion occurs in the amount of eternity is in comparison to your body and 
let's say you 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 just you stepped on a pebble and you felt a bump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not I want to say stub your toes so I can relate with your dream, but it's not even that big. Like it doesn't even. It's in the perspective of eternity. It doesn't even give that much importance to what we're doing now. And so perhaps your dream, even though we can interpret it to be practical in our physical life, perhaps your dream is also giving you a perspective of, you know, an eternal life. And it's attempting to, in that mind training, the required course of a miracle, is is through this perspective of your whatever you're doing in the physical world and getting upset you're making a big deal out of a tiny tiny little thing hmm like my toe or the fray frayed yeah. of the shoe yeah, and I'm projecting that, it out it on my friend but it's yeah that makes sense and so don't worry about the small details that all the details will take care of themselves yeah I must be asking why I must be asking how and why a lot. And so Spirit's picking up on that and telling me. It's like to this Son of God, Barb is really uh, a third party, you know, another person, another being, even though it's not mechanically correct, but another being. And it's in, in that dream perspective, like it's upset about that frayed toe thing and it would influence what it's doing and stop the purpose of the universe so that it can worry about this aesthetics that it thinks it's alive and it's not even focused on that you know it's not focused oh it thinks it's it's not barb right now and oh barb thinks she's looking at that and it's kind of the same thing as the son of god and the perspective on what we're doing and the these things that we think of as important it's just you know not just that it's illusions, its only purpose is in the practical sense of life. It it only has to do with between life and death and how we're going to survive. And we think Mm -hmm. of aesthetics uh, and the way we look as having to do with, you know, refraining from social death that we think it might go to. Oh, I'm embarrassed about what I look like and people aren't going to be my friends anymore because they... They they want me to look good, and I have a frayed toe, a shoe thing. <laughs> you know, it makes sense when it's somebody else. You're like, oh yeah, that's totally little things. But then when you actually think it's you, you know, then you're like, oh, <laughs> this is a big deal. Oh, this is interesting. What? Because that same friend that I had the dream about, which is me. She just last night was asking me to help her with some paperwork. Hmm. Huh. So maybe it was a premonition that, and and that I'm, for me, because I'm removed from the paperwork, not that I don't have my own paperwork to worry about, but I do. But it, and she does, she's making a big deal out of it. And for me, I'm, since I'm removed emotionally from it, it will, I'm, she asked me to help her with it, then I will help her with it, but it won't be hard for me because it's not such a big deal. 
And what I'm hearing from you is, yes, that, and I'm trying to control the situation. I'm trying to control what other people think about me. And I just can't do it. Hmm. Nor am I supposed to. What I'm supposed to do is rise above it. The mind training is, don't worry about it. Let go. Just let go and let God. Yeah, don't worry about so much what you're doing or going through. As much as the symbolism can help you and point out, just like in the dream, it it really should be pushed away as much as last five minutes should be pushed away. You know, It's, it's about going into what through time seems like the future. And it's about in time it seems like actually achieving something. And so it's not really about, you know, what you're doing so much, but the fact that you're willing to just do it. Like, I don't need to worry about what to do and what to say. All I need to worry about is letting it happen. Mm, yeah, perfect. Yeah. Perfection. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> yeah. Mm. and and that goes back to the creation where that's when when i'm worried about how it's going to happen or what it's going to look like blah 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 that sort of thing what other people are going to think or what they're not going to think trying to control then that's the making that's making versus creating when i let it happen allow it happen and to know faith that it's happening perfectly then that is the creation yeah it really doesn't see a difference between you know what Barb's doing and and whatever it's doing and from its perspective it's quite literally seeing it as the same so if Barb's creating or making or believing that she's creating or making it doesn't really matter it's just letting it happen that allows the creation to already occur and so Barb is designed and created to think in the fashion that she thinks and be whatever she's thinking to be and as much as we want to go into focusing on the ego and everything really that's all about breaking out of the perspective of the ego like we want to get really focused in there so that we can burst out to recognize that we're not just not the ego we're not barb at all we're not the world we're not anything and that comes to the perspective of what the christ is looking at the world and simply allows whatever barb's doing to do so it's not so much matter if, from this perspective, if Barb is thinking incorrectly and suffering, it's still going to do what it's designed to do. And if it's designed to break out of that ego perspective and recognize that it's now creating, then it's really achieving the same thing it's always been designed to. It's quite literally a third-party perspective above the whole battleground of what you're doing and not doing and believing you can do and so on. 
but that those, of course, are helpful and, and seemingly very practical. But it is that state of happiness is the recognition that within this third-party perspective, it also consists of what is God. And you're in this recognition of, oh, God is here with me all the time. So regardless of what Devin's doing, you know, happiness is here. Hmm. And then that takes the judgment out of it, which judgment and guilt, they go together. So there is no judgment in it and uh, allows the allowance for it to happen as it is. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. It's a tricky world, that's for sure. Sure made it complex. <laughs> but it's enjoyable. Mm. Like we often think of it as something in itself you know I, there's the world there's the people and there's the entire universe or whatever and it's something in itself but it's really you know just a, I'm trying to think of a good metaphor but I don't think I have one but this whole going from point A to point B and there's that transition in between and it's actually in there in between it's, it's the journey and even though it's a billion year journey <laughs> or more that it's it just seems as if we really what the steps of what we're doing even okay maybe take the idea of evolution for an example that w we are making big out of something that has is completely meaningless for this idea of evolution and it just naturally is coming from a primitive state to a more advanced state and let's say there's actually an ending to it and this evolution is the process of it and we are in the steps of this process it's not actual physical evolution as much as it is conscious evolution and what the son of god believes in and we're just on this process of what we're believing in and and it will end in god as it began but the knowledge of God will be there. Oh, I experienced everything God could be and God could not be. And it's all achieved. I know it all now. Instead of wondering what it is. That's the first question that entered the Son of God's mind. What am I? You're everything. And every possible everything. And every possible option of every universe of everything. And the only way to know that is to experience it for yourself. And here we are, experiencing it. A story long told, relived. Thank you, Devin. That was great. Yeah, thank you, Barb. It always helps me get clearer and I enjoy this very much thank you all for tuning in and i'll be back in a couple hours at noon mountain test mountain standard time that's 2 p.m uh, eastern yeah all right <laughs> hmm i feel refreshed and 
inspired. Perfect. Ah, you discovered that inspiration within. (laughs) Thanks, Barm. Thank you.